The row of tall, narrow houses, all in the same shade of a crew, trailed up the gently sloping hill, with no end in sight. Everywhere in this well-kept neighbourhood left a seamlessly uniform impression, and Lika Machida had begun to feel as if she was circling round and round a single spot. The hangnail on the finger of her right hand, by now as cold as ice, was sticking right out. It was the first time she'd got off at this stop on the Dayan Toshi commuter line. Perhaps because it had been designed for car-owning families, the streets of this suburban neighbourhood, commonly considered the ideal place to raise children, were unfeasibly wide. With a map on her smartphone for guidance, Lika found herself traipsing through the area surrounding the station, which was teeming with housewives out to buy groceries for the evening meal. It was still hard for her to swallow the fact that Decor had settled down here. The place was all mass retailers, family diners and DVD rental shops. She hadn't passed a single bookshop that looked as if it had been there forever, or in fact any shop that appeared to be owned by an individual and not a corporation. There was not the slightest whiff of either culture or history. The previous week, Lika had taken a day trip to a town on the southern island of Kyushu, to research a crime she was covering involving a young boy. The town had been overwhelmingly residential, with only the odd local supermarket and occasional sign for a cram school interrupting the sea of houses and apartment buildings. She'd passed a couple of high school girls wearing skirts of a length she'd not encountered in Tokyo. Walking alone through the neighbourhood, the kind of place she would never visit if it wasn't for her work, Lika had felt her existence growing distant, as though her entire self, her entire life, were being erased. At least here, there was a place ready and waiting to welcome her, Lika told herself, in a bid to haul back her consciousness. With that, she set foot inside the shop, which she'd resolved would be the last she'd try. That scent unique to supermarkets of cool apples and wet cardboard enveloped her gently. At a stand on the supermarket floor, a middle-aged woman was frying meat on a hot plate, cutting it into bite-sized pieces as she called out to customers in a high-pitched voice, entreating them to try it. Lika picked up one of the packs of pork on display. How long had it been since she'd looked at produce up close like this? The pretty pink-coloured meat and shining white fat jostled for place with each other, cool and moist. She and Neiko had been texting since Lika had passed Futako-Tamagawa station. Neiko had offered to come and meet her at the station, but Lika had said there was no need, and asked instead if there was anything that she could pick up on her way. That morning, Lika had returned home in the early hours and fallen into bed, sleeping till after lunch. She'd showered and worked on her preparatory report, then headed out to Shibuya for a meeting with a regular columnist. At some point, noticing the time with a start, she'd hurriedly brought the meeting to a close and leapt onto a train. There had been no time to go shopping. Lekor might have been a close friend, but their familiarity didn't assuage Rika's guilt about visiting her new marital home empty-handed. Lekor's reply came immediately, along with a cartoon rabbit sticker. It seemed that after having given up work last year, her silly side had finally returned. If you're sure, then would you bring me some butter if you can find it? There's a shortage this winter, and I can't get my hands on any. But if you can't, it really doesn't matter. I'd rather you got here quickly.